Ah, that beautiful, beautiful theme music. That means the one and only show brought to you by copious amounts of caffeine and very, very little sleep. That show is none other than What the Dice. And if this is What the Dice, that means I am Dan the GM, and I am welcoming you to episode 61. I'm not going to tell you a lot today, just reminding you that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and all other social media. Just What the Dice Pod, and you'll find us. Well, I'm going to shut up, get some caffeine, and maybe take a power nap. And while I do that, you guys get this week's episode. Enjoy. The fire has gone out, and the ocean is still and calm. We sit and remember the fight. Defibulus's brother dying by his own hand. An explosion. Sending pieces of treasure to Clyde and Defibulus. The storyteller opens the book slowly. Ah, well, Defibulus finally got his wish. His goal in life completed. Now he can focus in on other goals, such as pushing back the darkness and dealing with this strange god that has made itself known. But for a man like Defibulus, Sometimes, wounds like this run deep. Sit back, me friend, and hear me tale. As the rain continues to pour down, you guys make your way and clear the trees that have fallen to open up the trade path and you guys continue on your way. Making several stops in small villages, you slowly work towards the holy city. The entire time, the somberness of Defibulus's brother hangs overhead. So you sure it wasn't just part of him hanging overhead stuck in a tree somewhere? Accurate. As you all arrive at the holy city, it is dusk. Changing of guard has already happened, and people have already started to make their way home for bed or for dinner. What would you all like to do? Um, first thing after when we get you know back in, I'll we'll tell our housemaid that we are arriving back. If she could have. Uh, just checking in. And then mm -hmm. for me, the second thing, I need to go to the Paladin Order with this equipment um, and inform them of um, its findings. Well, we also have to return that the, the pearl and the 
sword to the rat scholar too. Do you want to do that now or do you want to wait until morning to do that? What time of night is it? It is just now dinner time, supper time, whatever. Okay, so it's still early enough. Sun is setting, but yeah. I would say tomorrow morning so we can get prepared with everything and possibly uh, talk and gather all the information that we need so we can present it at once. Alright, so you're going to go off to the paladins first for the evening and then we'll go to the rat scholar in the morning? Yeah, that way it's bright and early and they can look into everything during the day rather than them spending all night looking at it because you know they will. I don't know. Kalila's a little upset that she had to go find like the sword that turns into a fish and got slapped with a fish. <laughs> she kind of wants to like make them suffer <laughs> just a little bit. But that's fine. I can, she can slap them in the morning. I Suffering mean, hand the in the, the equipment. Huh? Suffering is the way to the dark side. But I wasn't suffering. They'd be suffering. Lila is a path of good. I mean, just look at how bright her fire burns. It's clearly good. Clearly. So to the paladin order for Clyde. Yeah, Kalila's not joining there. She's going home. And taking a long, hot shower. Yes. Defibulous, what would you like to do? He's going home. Okay. Clyde. As you make your way to the Paladin Order, you notice that several shops have been boarded, have been permanently closed. Some of them are cleric shops. Some of them are seers. Stuff like that. People that most would view as scam artists or people who claim to see, uh, can speak to the dead or see the future. As you arrive at the Paladin Order, the, there are two guards and you also see a line of people who, who are there. Some of them are getting potions or getting small items like that to make their lives a little easier. What would you like to do? Come up to the paladins. They salute you. I salute them back. One of them opens the door to let you in. I say thank you. They nod. As you walk in, the paladin order is busier than it normally would be at this hour. Paladins are moving crates of different types of potions around as several of them are speaking to clerics and setting up getting them more equipment. Um, you know, reagents and stuff like that. Where would you like to go in here? I re will report to that uh, lady who is the uh, head of my order. Or my god, I should say. Mm -hmm. Now, this you is slowly occurring because I have all the equipment. Okay. Uh, as you enter her office, she is sitting, writing out paperwork. Looks like she is dealing with either new recruits or dealing with something like that. She looks at you and gives you a nod, offering her hand to the chair in front of her. Uh, thank you. Um, as I come in, I will bring all the equipment and to make a long story short, explain the situation of the findings of the box and of the um, 
equipment. After hearing you out, she thinks for a long moment. Leaning back in her chair slowly, she goes, well, it seems as if the goddess wants you to have them. It was a gift from her to you, and I feel as if you should keep them. I uh, appreciate that greatly. I was also thinking that, but I wanted to present it to the Order uh, beforehand. He smiles. She goes, We greatly appreciate your humbleness and willing to sacrifice such great equipment to us. But it seems as if you do much more out there than we do. Our equipment is provided by some of the best blacksmiths. You have a chance to use equipment that most of us will never have the chance to see or wear. I feel as if you have all right in taking what is needed. And if the goddess gives something to you, feel free from now until whenever to accept it as your own. I thank you greatly. And I thank Iomade for the privilege and the chance to um, go out into the world and do her good. She nods. She goes, how has the travels been? Um, wary, difficult, but blessed. Well, we are glad to hear that it is at least blessed. We know that traveling is sometimes very tedious and very difficult. But some of us actually enjoy that. I prefer working here and doing what I can to help. I feel as if your place is out in the wide world. I also believe that, especially with the companions that I have come to value greatly. And this comes at a very um, good time since the last battle I was in has done a significant damage to my equipment. She nods. She goes, I noticed that it's unlike someone of your character to allow their equipment to fall in such disrepair. If you would like, I can send out some of our squires to pick up your armor and get it repaired for you. Unless you would like to keep the armor damaged to as a uh, badge of honor in fi from fighting. I honestly um, I will be okay with the armor. The shield I will remain as is because it has Iron Day on it. But the armor itself, I will gladly have it repaired with the possibility of giving it to someone else who might need it in the order. She nods and she goes, I will talk to our master at arms and see if that is something we can do. It does come with extensive work since I did, um, I took a uh, cannon shot to the chest. She looks at you for a long moment and then kind of chuckles as if thinking you're joking. Studying you for a moment longer, she goes, Who would shoot at a paladin with a cannon? Well, anybody who knows better to shoot at me rather than my companions. She nods. She goes, This is very true. Well, I have others I must deal with. I do wish you a Good night and a blessed tomorrow. Thank you, and to you as well. Thank you. Kalila and Aphibulus back at the homestead. Who wants to do what? 
Well, you said it was getting towards evening, right? Yep. Hmm, obviously she'll come in, make some dinner. She's gonna check on Defibulous because he seems pretty upset about it. And bring him a cup of tea and be like, so, are we gonna go back to your homestead? You technically own everything now. While well, handing him a cup of tea. Huh, what? Your brother's dead. That means you own everything. You can go back and take over the family home. Delilah is definitely not a grief counselor. She is. I mean, the brother being dead is a good thing. He's always sitting there going, I want to shoot him in the face. I want to kill him. Like, he's more upset about the rifle than the fact that his brother's dead. All right. Fair enough. Continue. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, I guess I kind of do own everything, don't I? And yeah, you mean the whole point of you being out here was because your brother was trying to kill you. He's dead now. I guess part of me still kind of hoped, despite him being a douche and with less personality than a turnip, you know, trying to reconcile and find out why he did what he did. Maybe he has a journal? There's going to be AIDS. Maybe they were only loyal to him because he was an evil, conniving, manipulative bastard, and they'll be cool with you. Defibulous will also open up his art book and show Kalila the what the dragon rifle looked like before it was uh, blown up. Maybe there's some hope while she's looking at the, the journal. Maybe, I don't know, he broke it apart because he's an idiot. One would hope. It's just, it's kind of weird that you know, three, gen three or four generations of my family worked on this thing. Yeah, well, you know, he kind of was a bad seed and killed everybody. It just doesn't make sense. Well, the only way to find answers is to go back. Or you're going to be forever wondering if there was a reason. At least we could go looking for it. I would still duck and cover walking up to the house. His wife will probably shoot at us. Well, then I'll shoot her in the face first, just like I did your brother. I'm a little disconcerted that he, you set him on fire, shot him repeatedly, and he didn't react normal. Yeah, that was actually kind of really creepy that he didn't care that he was on fire. I mean, the last time we got into a, a fight, I punched him in the, in the arm really hard. He ran off upset yelling about it gonna fall silent for a little bit and then go kind of like the guys at the the barracks that we blew up they didn't care do you think he was following the bone god i mean he was delivering boxes that had the bone god sig sigmund or uh, insignia on it regardless of whether you go back to the house to stake your claim i think maybe going back and investigating something might be worth it even if we do it under the cover of darkness you know your house. We broke into Clyde's old family home. Why can't we break into yours? Oh, because I'm sure that my brother has booby-trapped that house, you know, nine different ways from whatever day it is. So let's arm ourselves up and go take back the place. Or at least go sneak in and steal more things. Is it stealing if I own it? No, no, it is not. It's just redistribution? Procuring. Procuring. There you go. Welcome back, Clyde. As I walk through the door and say, Is that food I smell? Yeah, dinner's on the table. Perfect. How's Rune doing? I haven't seen him. Well, so what are we procuring? 
more um, of things for Defibulous? Defibulous is, uh, yeah. I'm trying to see if we can get talking back into figuring out what information we can gather going back to his home. He's worried the wife's still going to shoot us in the face. And I said I'll shoot her back. Well, as I drag in um, uh, Crete, I have brand new armor and things to break in, so I'm all about it. See? You technically have one god's blessing. Pointing at the crate. I don't know about gods, but do you use guns? It seems pretty straightforward. You aim and pull that thing. Trigger. Yeah, that, that, that word. Clyde, do you use guns? Honestly, if you would be willing to teach me, I will be willing to learn. Yeah, because this uh, axe musket's a little too big for me. I like my bow. You are, both of you are my treasured companion, so if you are, are willing to teach me, I am willing to learn anything you wish to offer. Yeah, I can teach you basic functions of gun, then you can go bless the bullets and shoot people with holy bullets or some nonsense. Hey, if we um, bless the bullets, are they considered holy? Looking at Clyde. Uh, I have a spell for that, actually. So, yes. Hmm. I wonder if you, so you could do that to arrows. How long does the spell last? I will have to look into that. Um, off the top of my head, I... I'm not sure, but I can look into it. I guess that means you can reach out and smote someone. That's a good possibility. Uh, so he's got some uh, new equipment. Welcome. Why don't we go find us some new equipment? <laughs> Pulling out a Mexi seed. It shimmers slightly in the light. Come on, shopping always makes you feel better. Uh, it lasts for one round. Per level, so it'll last. No, technically four because um, oh. only four levels of paladin. Right. <laughs> or until discharged. Or until discharged. So it sounds like you bless the weapon. No, I bless the um, the projectile. So oh, okay. once you shoot it, and it hits, then it's done. Okay, got it. Yeah. So um, you could pre-bless some bullets and they will stay enchanted for that long until he fires? Correct. Nice. So, normally you guys would go Mexi shopping after you get your payout. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go ahead and do your payout now. So you guys have the money for Mexi shop. Does that work for you guys? I mean, I'd rather do it in the correct order, so if we need to, like, go get paid first, then we should go get paid first. Okay. I was just giving you guys that option. Plus, I need to, um, sell the cat skin armor. That armor is... That armor sells for nine grand. Holy hell. Oh my gosh, so I'll put that in group loot, if everybody's okay with it. I, I'd prefer it. Alright, so what we're going to do... Is go to sleep. You will go to sleep, and you will summon Mexi tomorrow night. Yes. So, sun rises. The well, storm. 
I was going to say, just because it is the podcast, we left off in the middle of a conversation, so why don't you let us RP us going to sleep instead of just awkwardly jumping to it? All right, go ahead. Thank you for keeping me focused. Mm-hmm. I will inform them that, um, at least with the Paladin Order, they say that anything that um, the gods grant us, it's free for us to use as we see fit instead of, you know, checking in for, you know, other objects that we might have or find. Glad a little smirk and go, well, I'm glad that your uh, order feels that way. It would suck to be gifted a, such nice armor just to turn in and have it taken away from you. Yes, correct. But it's always good that if somebody is in a great need to share um, the wealth, which is kind of what I'm doing with uh, this armor. Um, Ah, it's going to be picked up tomorrow to be repaired a huge dent in my chest. And possibly somebody might use it. Hopefully it doesn't attract cannon fire like it did for you. Well, I only got hit by one directly, so let's hope nobody else gets hit by any. Yeah, that rifle hurt and I would not want to uh, take that cannon. True, true. Well... Um, I'm going to bid you all a good night if, um, you see fit. I, I need my rest and I need to heal. Plus I need to take this armor off. I will not. Going rest would be good. Shopping tomorrow then, Defibulous? Yeah, that sounds good. Kyle will Perfect. put dinner away and head away to go to sleep. Do you need a crowbar to get out of your armor? Actually, Defibulous, um, would you mind assisting me? Because it might actually be a little difficult in some places that you might have to bend some of it away from me. I've got the crowbar on hand. Thank you. <laughs> I get to draw that one of these days. I just see this, like, I have the crowbar in hand, and then there's, like, Defibulous wearing a rubber glove as well. I can <laughs> see that. Snapping it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. As you all get a well-deserved rest. In the morning, it is overcast. A light misting of rain clings to the air, giving it the freshest of smells. The city is quiet, as most shops have not yet opened for the day. You make your way to the Scholar's Library. Being let in, are you guys going to the Scholar's Library, or are you going to the Institute of Extraplanar Studies? I'm going to the Institute to find the okay. rat. Yeah, we're kind of all about the rat these days. Since? Oh, wait, wrong institute. Mm -hmm. Making your way down into the institute, you've noticed that they've expanded a little bit. They have equipment, swords, a few creatures, as well as more of these strange items that look like things from the present times but have a strange look to them. The Rat Scholar is sitting behind a desk. Not a desk that 
you would know as a scholar, but as a desk, we would know. Four, ta four legs, a padded chair that seems to roll around. He is writing with a inkless quill on paper bound by a twisted piece of metal. He looks up at you and smiles. Ah, well, I was wondering where you all disappeared to. Romping about. Did you find what I sent you for? We found lots of stuff. You mean the orb? He stands and goes, yes, yes, the orb. Clyde will just look at Clyde going, can I please have the bag of holding? Uh, sure. Here you are. Clyde will kindly take the bag of holding, reach in, pull out the sword, saying nothing. As you pull the sword out, you have this sudden urge to begin to dance. I'm not even going to fight it. As you begin to dance, the beautiful blade shifts into a large, flopping red herring. The rat scholar stares at you in disbelief for a moment, opening his mouth to say something. You strike him. Wham! <laughs> Slap! Oh, that's beautiful. And then Kalila will still continue to say nothing and set the sword down on his desk. And back away. And I will back away. As you set the sword down on the table, it shifts back into the beautiful sword. Here is your marvelous orb. The rat scholar peels the fish scale off of his cheek and sets it down on his table. Staring at you for a long moment before he speaks. Well, I never, what did I ever do deserve to get slapped by a large fish that is now a sword? Hmm. It's a very interesting sword. You should try it. You should, you should call over your favorite scholar first. When we say favorite, doesn't we mean favorite like one I actually like or one I tolerate? The one you throw the most books at. <laughs> I think I will. Tony! As he shouts out, a very stocky human walks up. He seems to have a slight cocky swagger to him. The rat scholar reaches down and grips the sword. Before your eyes, it shifts to a fish. The rat scholar doesn't even start to dance before you hear the sound of the slap. The rat scholar smiles widely. Well, it seems you have found something that is extra plainer. I will make sure this gets put up and studied immediately. He sets it down on the table as Tony stares at the rat scholar confused before walking off. The fish scale still stuck to his cheek. Well, this is not a sphere. It is a sword. A very red herring sword. Where's the sphere? There was none. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Oh, the pearl. She'll hand the pearl and go, this was the only other thing we found. Oh, wait, and the coins. She hands over the ancient coins, too. Wait, did we give them the sword? Yes. No, it's still sitting on the table, the rat scholar's table. The, 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 the scholar just walked away after getting slapped. Yeah, okay. He looks at the pearl. He goes, well, this is too small to be the sphere that we are looking for. 
So apparently we mistranslated something. Did you learn anything when you picked the sphere up? You mean the pearl? Yes, the pearl. It showed me the life of a druid that turned into a mermaid. Well, druids can turn themselves into many things. Is it a permanent thing or do they just blop about like a fish? It was a permanent thing. She is now a mermaid. Well, never heard that before. Well, now, guess there's always something you can always do with yourself. I mean, if you're bored being human and you decide to... Well, well, let me have it. She'll hand over the pearl. As he touches it, his eyes go blue for a moment, and then he sits it down. Yeah, I do that too. Hmm. Seems as if she was able to record her memories on this strange pearl. Hmm. All right. Uh, those coins look mundane. I will take one and let you have the others. So, it seems as if we were incorrect and sent you to the wrong temple. Means we will have to do some more research before we send you out again. That temple also had giant koi the size and larger of a human, by the way. That's amazing. I wish we had a way to capture such things and have a chance to look at them later on. You should have seen the things I saw in there. Yeah, something happened to him and he hallucinated many different things than us. Well, did you touch or smoke anything? I got bit by some leeches. That is true, hmm. he did. And then the nasty swamp water that was in there, that was about it. Hmm. Well, the temple looked completely different to me. Like, it was never ruined. Oh, and then the ancient coins. By the way, isn't this from, like, the legend of whatever you told me, blah, blah, blah? The first human kingdom? Yes, the first human kingdom. Showing it to the rat scholar. He studies the coin, the coins for a moment, and he goes, well, yes. I will accept all these coins if you do not wish to give them to a historian. I will make sure they are cleaned up and put in a nice, safe place and where we can admire and study them if we need be. That's fine with me. Wait, is he taking all of them then? Because Is there a way you can compensate us for that? Because a historian would pay for those. Well, it depends on the historian. Some are cheap bastards and we'll just hire a rogue to steal them from you. Well, yeah, but they would have to know that we had them, and given the fact that you're the only other person who knows that we have them, then we know who would sell us out. Why would I sell out my favorite people? That's my point. Favorite is in you like us, or you want to throw stuff at us? So, about these coins. <laughs> For the five of them, I'll give you a grand each. So, grand for each of you. Group loot that? Yeah, group loot that. All right, so that's three grand. There was five coins, though. That's why he said a grand for each of you. Oh, okay. I thought each of them. Sorry, I heard no. that. Okay. Yep. Is Clyde okay with that? Yep, got it. Okay. Sitting down, he stares at the sword and the pearl. Well, you didn't find what I sent you for, so I should dock you for that. But you did find two very unique items. Why should we be docked potentially for your mistake? Well, you should have figured out it was the wrong place and came back immediately. Instead of investigating and finding other rare objects and bring them back for you to investigate and slap your scholar with a red herring? Well, like I was saying, I should dock you, but I'm not. I'm going to give you guys, going to give all of you 6,500 gold coins each for these items. Sounds fair. Do you feel while they're uh, haggling over the price of the fish sword and pearl? 
We'll see if there's not any way they, the two items can be connected together. Roll an intelligence. Why didn't I think of that? Dirty 20. The only thing you could think of is that you would have to slot them somehow. Something like the sword that Clyde had bought. But after studying the sword more in-depthly, you notice that there's no spot for the pearl to sit. I kind of wonder what happened if someone decided to try to slot the two together. Eh. Like, slot it into my sword? But, right. What do you mean the two together? Oh, fish sword, fish, fishy pearl, or fishy person pearl. Oh, okay. You know, I was kind of wondering maybe they didn't go together. And druids? I don't know if druids use swords. I don't very knowledgeable on them, but I mean maybe the pearl has an effect on the sword. I don't know. Well, it's all very fishy. Yes, very fishy. In fact, my office now kind of has a strange scent of fish, but we will take that in consideration while we were testing the items. We will take that into consideration and try that out. If we learn anything, we will ensure to let you know and name the effect after you. So, I was able to procure you a ticket on board the fine airship known as the Murdoch. You will be heading out to Godsfell, a strange dwarven city built in the ruins of a strange vehicle, home, mansion. We're not entirely sure. I have had to call in many a favor for you to go in to explore. They have been having some strange coincidences of old bones standing and causing mayhem. I told them that I would send my finest heroes out to help them out with that, given the ability that they are able to search and look for anything that might be useful to us. So you will have to head to the airship docks. Not the docks here, you will be traveling about a week out to head to them. The tickets are on hold there and you will be able to pick them up whenever you are ready. Just let us know when you go to leave and that way I can ensure that those tickets are activated for you. Tickets, please, tickets. All right, I think we're, <laughs> tickets, please. Twilo will nod, she goes, I think we're definitely going to take a day or two to rest before we head out unless it is leaving soon. No, the Murdoch is a private vessel. They will always come back to the same dock and pick up passengers. The crew is a motley crew of dwarf and elf. And they are one of the finest airships out there. Some call them a flying casino. I don't know. I don't like to fly. But if you have anything that you wish to take care of on your own time, you're more than welcome to do what you wish. Just let me know when you head out. So... <clears throat> is there anything else you would like to do while in the Institute of Extraplanar Studies? You said you're sending us to this one god something? Yes. It is a large blackened metal structure that the dwarves that were once in the mountain had burrowed into. They were finding strange ghost-like creatures. Strange Machines that look like clock, like clockwork robots that do not require winding. Strange weapons that belch flames and acid. 
as well as strange machines that told them what was approaching or that things were approaching. Do you have any written information on it so I can read well, and learn? Of course. Or even the history of the dwarves before we go? He goes, absolutely. He hands you a leather book that contains the knowledge of the history of the dwarves and a very small 10-page book about the gods fell. Am I allowed to keep this or is this not to leave the library? The book on the gods fell should not leave. All right. You're more than welcome to stay as much as you wish and study anything you wish. She'll look at the fibulas. You want to read with me? And Clyde, too, if you guys want to go do something else. But Kalila is going to stay and read for a while on the potential area we're going to. I think that is a good idea. You know, don't want to be walking into any more cursed swamps and jumping planes again. On, you know, accident. I shall learn it with you. Yeah, you can fill me in later. What are you going off to go do? I have things I need to go take care of. She'll nod. You gonna be home for dinner? Should be home. All right. Lila's gonna marathon some books. Okay. Defibulous. What would you like to do? Uh, Defibulous is going to head home back to the house real quick. Okay. And see if the uh, if that loading table of his ever got installed properly and what have you. You did do all the work on it, yes. All right, he's going to leave the damaged musk axe musket there to be worked on later today. Mm-hmm. And he's going to see if he can figure out the if his brother's gun shop that was down in the black market area is still there or if it's boarded up now. Down in the Undercity, a few people give you strange looks as you walk by, but that is mostly because you're a gnome, and not a lot of gnomes travel down here. You walk up to the brother's shop. It looks as if they aren't as busy as one might think. You do see a few people purchasing things of black powder or of things that you could use for other purposes besides using a a rifle. It seems as if word had gotten around that the equipment is not that great. Inside, you see a drow standing behind the counter looking bored. What would you like to do? Mm, Defibulous will go into the shop just to kind of peruse, see what's there and how poor quality this stuff really is. Looking around, you see that the equipment isn't the greatest. It is not lowest tier, but it is down there. You hear a couple people talk about how the last time they bought one of these pieces of garbage, it's damn near exploded in their hands. But they, the company makes a very good black powder, and if you use black powder in certain ways, no door stands in your way. Defibrous will listen into their black powder conversation. One of them talks hushly about a technique that he has learned recently. I will need a perception check to see if you can hear the whole conversation. 19. Listening carefully, you can hear that he talks about using a funnel to pour black powder into a tumbler and using a small lit stick, igniting it to blow the tumbler out of the way, basically completely disabling it but you must be quick to hide for it attracts much attention. 
Mm, interesting. He will uh, keep that that knowledge to himself and kind of look around the shop just a little longer before heading back home. Okay. So back home, what would you like to do? He's gonna kill some time and think think to himself and work on repairing that uh, axe rifle. Okay. Several hours pass as Clyde and Def- as Clyde and Kalila sit in the massive underground facility that is now known as the Institute of Extraplanar Studies. Where they sit is a massive library that contains tomes and scrolls from all over Niratova. You have a chance to see all the different types of agents that have been hired. There are orcs, dwarves, gnomes, halflings, ratlings, a few catfolk that speak in different tongues, and several others that seem to be dressed in black leathers or metal that has been treated with black tar. Patrolling around, you see armed soldiers with weapons of brilliant metal, firearms that seem to be more advanced than what Defibulus carries. And as the sun sets, torches light up around the building, giving a slightly blue hue to the light around you. Several people make the joke of, well, you can tell it's night out, for the blue is came, and they begin to leave. You do see a changing of the guard. The Fibulous, as you work into the late night, you finally finish repairing and sharpening this axe musket. You are able to realign the sights, as well as modify the wood to be slightly lighter, giving it an ability so that Clyde would be able to wield it two-handed. Alrighty. He will uh, set that off to the side and just kind of think to himself while blankly sitting at his table. As the moon starts to rise, we are going to call this episode here. Well, me friends, it seems as if Defibulus has decided to seclude himself and work. Bearing himself in this work of repairing a simpler weapon, as he realizes he is the last of his family. Not only that, but his family's treasure seems to be missing pieces and might be lost altogether. All the while, Clyde and Kalila study up. It seems as if this adventure is getting heavier and heavier. For the young gnome. Well, me friends, that is all we have for this time. And as always, may the Dice God bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 